from the USA Today Network. Welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And welcome into The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. Rutgers falls at home in a tough loss to Nebraska. But that is kind of the least of our concerns as of now surrounding this program as the Scarlet Knights head into a bye week. We have a shakeup with the coaches. The offensive coordinator, Sean Gleason, has been dismissed. And Nunzio Campanelli will take over the role for the Scarlet Knights. Uh, As we were preparing to do this bye week episode, we were trying to plan out different things, trying to figure out exactly what we would talk about with no game coming up this week. And Greg Schiano kind of solved that riddle for us as he dismisses Gleason on Sunday night there, Chris. Yeah, you know, you're kind of thinking that this is going to be a nice, quiet bye week. And it's Sunday, the NFL games are going on and, you know, not a whole lot with Rutgers. And then all of a sudden, about 345, the news comes down that Sean Gleason was out as, as offensive coordinator. And um, I mean, listen, I was surprised. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty surprised by it. I, I kind of felt like, and I think I was obviously not the only one who felt this way, but that a change, you know, could happen at the end of the season, given the way that the offense had been playing and then given the issues that Rutgers had been uh, enduring. But I was shocked that it happened midseason. I mean, that was something that Greg Schiano has literally never done. He had never fired a coach midseason. Um, and so it was, it was pretty surprising, but he felt like, you know, and, and we'll hear, you know, more from, from Greg Schiano, uh, you know, on the show, but, you know, just to kind of preview it, I mean, he basically said that this was a, a move that he felt like he had to do right now, that he feels like this team, uh, can win games this season. You know, they have six left. He feels like they can win and, um, a, a change was needed, you know, to, to try and get the offense going in the right direction. And, you know, I listen, I think the whole thing right now is, is trying to get the offense to play at a level, I don't think it's ever going to reach this point because the defense has played really well, but, you know, you want to try and get the offense to a level that Rutgers can win because of the way that how well the defense is playing. Right. And, and, you know, and Greg Shiano mentioned several times trying to play complementary football, have the offense, defense and special teams all kind of playing off each other. And obviously that hadn't happened. So he's hoping that this change works. Steve, what was, you know, I think, and you can also argue that in many ways, Sean Gleason is very much the scapegoat here. I mean, yes, the offense was terrible, but in year three, I think you have to assume that you're going to have a better option at quarterback in place at this point. And I know injuries were a problem early this season, but if you didn't think that Gavin Wimsat was going to be ready this season, you had to have someone in here who could step in and be able to lead this team to victories uh, in year three. And quite honestly, you know, Noah Vedral, listen, no one is going to question this guy's toughness and he's done a good job here, but he wasn't good enough last year and he wasn't going to be good enough this year. So I, I, I think that is ultimately falls to Greg Schiano in that they, there just wasn't a viable option at quarterback this season. And, and as you make this move too, you know, you do it during the bye week, uh, as Chris said that, you know, it happens for the first time in Greg Schiano as, as he fires a coach in the middle of the season. There was obviously a, a lot of different angles to this, not only the salary of Sean Gleason and, and how they opened up the wallet to bring him into this program. But, you know, there's two factors you look at. It's the X's and O's on the week-to-week basis on the field. And then there's also the player development angle. Here's what Greg Schiano had to say about his decision. I really love Sean. He's a tireless worker. Very loyal. Just felt like it was, at this time, the best thing for our program to make a change. And 
we've done that, and Nunzio is going to be the, uh, the interim offensive coordinator and, and quarterback coach. And we're going to move forward, and we're going to get better. And I chose at this time to do it. it certainly, with the bye week, gives us an opportunity to to do some things and make some uh, changes and experiment with a few things, and, and that we will do. But uh, without getting into too much detail, I think I needed to do this as the head coach of the team. It's my job. make sure that we're playing complimentary football. I feel our football team can win plenty of games when we play complimentary football. As the head coach, that's your job. When it's not happening, you try to fix it. And at some point, you, you, you may have to make a change, and that's where I felt we were today. So that's how we find ourselves here. So that's Greg Schiano there uh, on a phone call, hence the quality uh, of that soundbite there, but on a phone call explaining to reporters what went into the decision. Uh, Chris, when you hear that and when you hear kind of the logic that Greg Schiano used that, you know, he thinks there's wins out there that this team can still get. Uh, we've talked about their schedule quite a bit and how it's going to get very difficult for the Scarlet Knights that, you know, no matter who's calling the plays there, it was going to be a, a tough road for them. But to hear that uh, that reasoning from Greg Schiano and that, you know, it almost kind of sounds like a win-now move for a team that's rebuilding. Well, it does. You know, listen, I mean, everybody outside observers of this program, I think, are always going to have a different vantage point than those in the program, and especially those coaching the program, right? He is trying to win games now, and he thinks that that can happen. And listen, I mean, it's a lot of people are going to disagree with this. It's not that far-fetched. Like, the defense has played really well this year. It played well against Iowa. It played well against Nebraska. Well enough to win. And guess what was the reason? What the, the reason why Rutgers lost? Because of the offense. I mean, the offense was terrible against Nebraska. And I get, you know, the, the idea that, that, that Sean Gleason was the fall guy, but it wasn't good enough. They scored 13 points in the first half and never again in the, in the second half. You know, you, you, Rutgers blocks a punt, gets the ball at the nine-yard line, and can't score a touchdown. Then the defense gets two picks, and Rutgers can't make anything out of that. So – it's just like, yeah, I mean, I think something had to change at this point. And we'll see whether it works or not. But, listen, is Rutgers going to win a game again for the rest of the season? I think that they will. Can they win two? That's probably going to be tough. But, you know, Shiano feels like this team has, has the potential to win, and this is what had to happen. So, you know, listen, I mean, I think if anything can jumpstart the offense, that would be good for Rutgers because that's what needs to, you know, take place for this team to get anything out of the rest of the season. But, yeah, I mean, if that's what he's feeling, like that's what he, he felt like, you know, the move that needs to be made. You know, and I think Rutgers does have some talent. We, you know, we've, we've seen that. They have some speed. They have a couple of decent running backs. But I think one of the things that really hammered this whole thing uh, home was the performance against really – the worst Nebraska team any of us has ever seen. You know, they have an interim head coach, totally dysfunctional. And on your home field, you couldn't beat that team with every opportunity. I just think that that, that kind of hammered home something had to be done. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, it seemed like that at times in the first half, was handing the game to Rutgers. I mean, there was there was opportunities there for, for Rutgers to run away with it, and the offense just couldn't get going. And the thing about a, a coach has to put his players and personnel in best position to succeed and maximize their strengths. And if you watch Rutgers' offense all season, that clearly was not happening. It just wasn't. And so, 
listen, you know, we'll see what Nunzio Campanelli will do with this offense. He's a, he's a very, you know, innovative offensive coach. He always has been going back to his days, you know, as the OC at, at Don Bosco and then, you know, uh, at, at the head coach at Bergen Catholic. He's always been that way. We'll see what he can do. But if they felt like a change needs to be made be, to, to try and win, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see if that was the cause. Yeah, and, and there's a fan angle, of course, to this. And, you know, when you have a sold-out stadium like they did on Friday night against Nebraska, and, you know, the fans, they want to see points. They want to see action. They want to see some sort of progress towards competition. And, you know, they know it's a rebuild. And Greg Schiano, you know, always in his press conference, always seems to address the fans and, you know, ask for them to come to these games and ask for them to be patient and, and continues to, uh, you know, tell fans that, you know, they are turning the corner. Things are happening. They're not too far out. Uh, certainly firing a coordinator in the middle of the season kind of makes you think that the wheels are just kind of turning and that they aren't progressing forward and that, you know, things are unstable. They're not being able to score and and they're not putting points on the board and they're not going to compete as long as they do that. You could argue the other side of it, you know, this is a move towards progress and they needed to shake things up and they needed to change the play calling. Greg Schiano did have a message to the fans. Here's what he had to say. My duty as the head coach at Rutgers, first and foremost, is to the players and the staff and the university, but I think the fans are a huge part of my responsibility as the head coach. So uh, I do believe that we've gone from non-competitive to competitive. I do believe that those are the steps that oftentimes you have to take in building a program. Now, I do believe that we can go from competitive to winning and consistently winning And that's, again, one of the reasons that I made the change now. I believe that we're good enough to win games this year if we can get improve our offense. So to the fans, um, I understand the frustration. I also understand the growth, and you got to see both. There's been growth. There's steps along the way to getting to where we want to get to, and this is one of those steps. This is a painful step. But it's definitely one of those steps. And uh, we're going to get there. It's my opinion that firing a coach in the middle of the season, uh, as I said, isn't exactly the the sign of a team on the rise and a team that's going to prosper and, and win some games in the near term. Uh, when you hear that, Steve, and when you think about the fan angle, how do you interpret that when, when fans see that an offensive coordinator, uh, a very expensive offensive quarter, coordinator, is fired in the middle of the season? Well, listen, I, I think there's the problem is there's only so many times you can urge the fans to, hey, come and wear scarlet and and, and come and, and, and wear black and support us. And and you you let them down and each successive time, fewer and fewer of them believe you and come back. And I think that's kind of the problem that Rutgers faces right now. I mean, and, and honestly, let's face it. Calling those games a sellout, they're not sellouts. I mean, there's many, many empty seats. If I mean, if the game's a sellout, it's a sellout. If it's not, it's not. Uh, so I think right now there's a little bit of a credibility thing with Rutgers and the fans and perhaps changing the coordinator and, and you know, helps, helps – uh, I don't know, maybe get them more engaged if they can if, – if, if, if Nunzio can, can revive this offense. But, again, I, I think – there's only so many times you can let the fans down and have them keep coming back. And I think Rutgers has to show some kind of progress this season. And and this was a move towards that. Yeah, Chris, you see it in your Twitter mentions, I'm sure, every time you talk about the Scarlet Knights. Uh, how do you interpret this for, for fans that are wondering what the heck's going on? 
You know, it's funny. I've seen so many different reactions since this happened, right? I mean, I think for most of the season, fans on Twitter and fans in my email, they were saying Sean Gleason has to go. The offense is terrible. They're never going to get anything with Sean Sean Gleason as the EOC. Then he gets fired. And then people are saying, well, why, why they don't understand the timing. Why do it now? He's the scapegoat. He's the fall guy. So it's like, well, what do you want? Do you, did you want him fired? Like when specifically did you want him <laughs> fired? Did you want to pick a date? Like what? So it's just, it, it is kind of confusing in that way. But I think for the most part, I, I think fans do think that this move had to be made. And yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that Rutgers needs to find a way to win at home. You know, this Indiana game is the next opportunity. It was like, you know, the Nebraska game was the redo opportunity from Iowa. Now Indiana is the redo opportunity of Iowa and Nebraska. Like maybe the third time's the charm. Like they can get it done um, in this game uh, after the bye week, obviously. But yeah, I mean, listen, I think fans were frustrated um, and they were they were hoping for for some t- type of change just to watch an offense that was anything close to competent because that's not what was happening for the entire season pretty much. And now that all falls on Nunzio Campanelli. And as you said, Chris, a a guy that fans of not only Rutgers, but just New Jersey football in general should be familiar with started at Don Bosco. He was the head coach at Bergen Catholic. He was briefly the interim head coach at Rutgers after Chris Ash was fired. He was kept on uh, as an assistant coach uh, when Greg Schiano came back, he is now the interim offensive coordinator. Here's what Greg Schiano had to say about Nunzio Campanelli. Well, he is, he is a candidate, yeah, and he's got a you know, seven-week kind of job interview as the coordinator. Um, why Nuns? I think that he is a very talented quarterback coach. The development of our quarterbacks is going to be an integral part of us being successful on offense. Uh, and I think he's got a lot of experience at, uh, at running offenses, at coaching quarterbacks. And uh, I think he was the man for this time. So, you know, based on what you hear there, Sean, um, Chris, and, and when you look at Nunzio and, and talk about him as an offensive coordinator, what we've seen from him in the past is a high school head coach and as an assistant coach, an interim head coach. Uh, how much of a difference can he make in you know the two weeks that he has to prepare to run this offense, and what can fans maybe expect to see different from him as a play caller? Yeah, I mean that's the million dollar question, right? The talent's not changing, um, the offensive line is not changing, uh, the quarterback situation is unsettled right now, and it's probably going to remain unsettled. Yeah, I mean I don't. We're going to see it. It, it. I think it basically all comes down to kind of what I said earlier. Can he maximize the strengths of the personnel that he has? And li- the thing is, too, and Steve mentioned this earlier in the show, the offense is not devoid of talent. You know, I mean, like when, when Campanelli was the uh, interim head coach and, and offensive coordinator in 2019 after Chris Ash got fired, he didn't have a lot to work with. I mean, it was just, you know, obviously the quarterback situation. That's why he was started at Johnny Langan because he basically had to. There was nobody else. And uh, you know, Raheem Blackshear had opted out of, out of the uh, season. I mean, so there was a lot happening. And now he has the opportunity at, to take over an offense that does have some talent. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've talked so much this year about, you know, Sam Brown, the true freshman running back, who's really impressed. And they have, you know, speedy playmakers, a wide receiver like Aaron Krukshank and Josh Youngblood. And, you know, listen, the offensive line still has a long way to go. It's not anywhere as good as it needs to be, but it's better than it has been the past two years. I mean, obviously the bar was low, but still it's better. 
there's there's there are players here that can help Rutgers win. And it's about Nunzio finding a way, as I keep saying, to put them in position to succeed. And, you know, whether he can do that remains to be seen. But I also think, you know, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this, the quarterback situation, as I just said, it, it's, it's unsettled and probably will remain that way. But that's one of his biggest priorities. He needs to figure out a way to get that more production from that position. And if that means sticking with one guy, then that's what they should do. And, and the thing for Rutgers is they have to figure out what is the priority. You know, is do you want to try – and win right now, which obviously, as Shiano said, that seems to be the, the mission. Or do you want to grow for the future? So if Evan Wimsat's healthy, do you roll with him? Let him, you know, kind of go with, uh, you know, grow from his mistakes and learn and then kind of set him up for the future? Or do you go with Noah Vetro, the experienced guy who's not going to make a ton of mistakes, but will run the offense well and you know, try to win that way? So, you know, that that's the big key. And I, I quite frankly, I think that you can win with, with Gavin Wimsat. I, I think that he's he's – you know, he's going to make mistakes, but he also has the talent and the ability to kind of overcome them because he can make big plays. And, you know, we saw the arm that he has in that, in that touchdown throw against Wagner. He's, he's a high-level player. And he's got a tremendous potential. And I think I, I see people kind of starting to doubt him, but I, I think it's way too early for that. And he's 18 years old and he's still learning. And, you know, I think he's got, you know, still a lot, a lot of improvement to make. But, you know, the raw talent's there. And I, I think that, you know, trying to figure out that quarterback situation is going to be Nunzio's, maybe his number one priority. You know, and I, I think Chris hit on the most important thing right there. Rutgers has to make a decision what it wants to do now. And I think he's right. Gavin Wimsat could not do any worse with this offense than it's playing right now. So why not play him? You know, again, you're getting no production anyway. You might as well at least be developing a quarterback that has a lot of upside potential. And let's see what we can do with that. And, you know, I know we were a lot of fans and myself were kind of calling for that at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, injuries have kind of scrambled everything in the in the quarterback room. But, you know, if Gavin Wimsett is healthy, I think he should play. And I think you, you're just going to have to live with the mistakes at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, a coach taking over in a bye week, if you're going to make a change in the middle of the season, this gives them that extra week to prepare. prepare. A bye week in a lot of ways is almost kind of a, a, a back to training camp type thing. You, you work on the fundamentals. You, you work on some things that you don't get to work on in the middle of the season when you're game planning and preparing for an opponent. So it's an opportunity for Nunzio to come in. It's only two weeks, but it's time to to kind of get acclimated to these players, to offensive play calling. And, and to make some of these hard decisions and to make some of these changes that need to be made to get the offense going. And then you have a winnable game waiting for you when it is finally time to kick off. And of course, in the next episode, we'll preview that game coming up against Indiana. We'll make our game predictions there. But of course, a lot to talk about in this bye week episode, certainly for this program. And we'll, we'll keep an eye on how things play out. Of course, Chris and Steve read their reporting on the Scarlet Knights on app.com and on northjersey.com. And again, be sure to tune in next week as we preview the next game for the Scarlet Knights, and we'll see how that new offense looks for Rutgers. Again, thank you so much for listening to The Chop. For Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson, I'm Ryan Ross, and we'll talk to you next week.